brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts, offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. They're Terrified and Tipsy is brought to you by Slash and Cast. Just because you're angry and sad doesn't right. everybody else has to be too. Right, just because you're dead, don't be mad and, and trick people. Right. Don't try to get them to die. These people are killing themselves because of the Yuri's are fucking with them. Uh, they're not actually suicidal. Shit. <laughs> Today, which is always fun. It is. Which always makes my day happier. I mean, why wouldn't it? Yeah. We love recording. Mm-hmm. <gasps> <laughs> uh, so, uh, do you know what I did today? Tell me. Uh, we talked a little bit about it, uh-huh. but uh, I went to the Long Island Medium, uh-huh. Teresa Caputo. That like was her live show. Her live show, the live show experience or whatever mm-hmm. it's called. Mm-hmm. Didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Okay. Lots of emotion. So are you somebody who's typically skeptical or a believer of mediums or are you just intrigued in general? I'm intrigued in general. Okay. Um, I'm I'm open to mm. the fact that people have these types of abilities. Sure. So anytime there's somebody that can talk to dead people or... You know, I'll listen. Sure. I'm, it, it kind of excites me. We're like, oh my God, I wish I had that skill. I feel like I, I feel like it's not, it doesn't make sense for only like certain people to have a sixth sense. Like I really do firmly believe that everybody has a sixth sense, but some people are just far more in tune with it than others are. Right. So maybe people who are in tune with it are like actively practicing it or training themselves or whatever to be more in tune with stuff because there's way too much weird, unexplainable shit in the world that it can't be like, an energy or something or signs. There's like so much stuff out there you can't explain that who's to say that something couldn't be giving you a signal of something, you know? Exactly. So I think that's pretty cool. I feel like people who don't have like an open mind, Mm -hmm. I feel feel kind of bad for them. Yeah. Like you should be a little bit more open to things. What does it hurt? Yeah, it doesn't. Mm -mm. It doesn't hurt. No. It's cool. I agree. I like it. (laughs) I had a good time. I went with some friends. That's cool. It's a different experience. Yeah, yeah. So I did that. 
That's fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. That's cool. I wanted to share. I think that's fun. And I think it fits pretty well with the vibe of like our episode today. I think so too. Coincidentally, uh-huh. not even planned, <laughs> but like weird energies and stuff. Uh-huh. Like that kind of worked out cool. I know, right? What an unplanned transition. It's like it was <laughs> meant to be. Oh, maybe something helped align it. <laughs> See? See? There's people. There's just people. There's something out there. <laughs> So uh, what we watch? We watched The Forest from 2016. Uh-huh. Uh, what did you think of it? I I liked it. Mm-hmm. I think that it had a really cool premise. Yeah. It kind of gave you a little bit of insight into like Japanese kinda culture, culture yeah. and kind of what they Which believe. Which is super interesting. Mm-hmm. I feel like... Um, having a forest that you know that people go to like commit suicide, I feel like that's a problem. Sure, sure. Like I feel like there should be a whole like police force that are just there in the forest. To just like maybe prevent that. Something. Yeah, direct people to the right places to get help maybe. Co- maybe, you know. You know. We, can, we can be constructive about this and maybe try to get ahead of a situation. I mean, I feel like they kind of, and I know this is a big forest mm-hmm. and I get that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they're, like, put up a fence. Sure. Like, I know it's a lot of fence, but is it worth saving, like, a life, like, putting up a fence to save life? Because it's people who go off the trails are the ones who are looking for something not so positive. Now, I know that they have people in there that do suicide watches, which, yeah, uh, okay. That's a heavy job. Isn't it? We'll get there. Okay. That's heavy. (laughs) That's real heavy. Okay. So, anyways, but how did you think about it? Uh, I liked it, too. It was... Different than anything we watched before, I feel like. Yeah. I liked the spirituality of it. I thought that was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. I thought, like, the heaviness of, like, the Japanese culture was really cool. Mm-hmm. Because we were talking before we started recording about how, like, the grudge had, like, a similar vibe with Japan and how they have this, like, heavy spiritualism on, you know, death and energy. and Correct. When you leave your body, like, stuff like that. And they have a lot of superstitions about it. Mm-hmm. So I just think it's interesting learning about something from a different culture anyway. I like it. I was telling Courtney before we started recording that I'm afraid that I may have started becoming a little desensitized. <laughs> Which I find very fascinating. And it, start, it scares me a bit. <laughs> I'm concerned. Because I'm like, who am I? There was... Probably like four or five jump scares in this, maybe. Mm-hmm. Five might be generous, but around there of like yeah, a handful weird faced jump scares mm-hmm. that just kind of pop out on screen. None of them got me. None of them got me. Are you ruining the premise of our podcast, and Stephanie? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, things will still make me angry and upset, and I will still <laughs> yell at the TV every time. Uh-huh. But I was sitting on my couch and I was like, oh, that was it. Oh. And then I was like, that's concerning. <laughs> You're like, I'm not afraid anymore. <laughs> I was like, who are you? What have you done myself? It's, um, it was weird. Yeah. Yeah. I'm starting to get concerned. So, well, I you know. Mean, we'll see how it goes. Okay. We'll just need to get scarier movies is what it comes down but to. But I did think that there were parts of this movie that were eerie. And they did creep me out a little bit. There was a couple of times I got a little uncomfortable. Yeah. So... The jump out things didn't get me, but it's oh, it's always for me in these movies the things that you don't see. Uh huh. You know, and there's a even, lot of that in the dark woods, right? Even yeah. when we watch the Blair Witch, like you don't see shit, but the movie freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> it's like anytime your mind has to fill in the blanks, mm-hmm. that's what gets me. And this movie had a bunch of like poor lighting, and you're in the woods at night, and you're hearing things, and you're seeing shadows. That's the shit that creeps me out. Yeah, I don't like that. No, because <laughs> you're like. It looks like it's a shadow, but I don't know what it is. I know. And you know, you're just, when you're in the woods in the dark, 
every you're going to hear every like snap yep. and every like leaf fall uh-huh. off a tree and, and your like, mind's playing tricks on you of course it is. oh it's so bad so those are the parts that sound creepy hey uh do you want to go camping no oh fuck that not in the deep dark woods no okay what about now the- we have to like these people hiked for hours to get no. where they were <laughs> no it's a lot of walking off a trail too yeah. the terrain no i'm a twisted ankle it's gonna be a problem people are falling in holes yes it's very dangerous it's not okay <laughs> People have to put ropes up on the way back. No, thank you. No, thank you. Ropes everywhere in that place. <laughs> it was a lot. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, okay, before we hop in, should we chat about a couple of things? Sure. Okay, obviously we're gonna talk about tipsypod.com because yeah. I always do. But why? I, why wouldn't you? Right, and I'm not gonna stop now. Well, no, no we're too far in. <laughs> And there's too many good things on there to stop talking about it for. <laughs> you can find ways to support our show if you want to get some Tipsy Pod swag. Mm-hmm. Dustin just created some new ones. Oh, yeah, you did. Got some skeleton ones on there. Uh-huh. And he's got some just Tipsy Pod ones, like Tipsy Pod, the Terrifying Tipsy Podcast. Mm-hmm. He's got some blood splatter on it. So it's kind of cool. Kind of cool. So, um, can you just get like a mug or something? Because, I mean, I drink coffee all the time. Right? Yeah. The blood splatter ones. That's work appropriate. I mean, <laughs> if you work in a hospital, maybe. Sure, why not? <laughs> and you know what? If they don't like your mug and they, they fire you because of Crash it, crash it over their head yeah <laughs> take them out so this is my mug bitch yeah <laughs> don't tell me what to do with the drink out of you can also find all of our social media on there facebook instagram twitter tiktok youtube and we should also add twitch to it but i'm not going to add it to our channel no. because we've got a thing going no no please don't change it i'm not gonna change it okay great i'll just bring up twitch after we do the chant of the other five okay i love that dustin does live streams on twitch mm-hmm. of him editing our episodes so it's always nice to watch. It's so fun. I've checked it out a couple times because I'm like, I wonder how ridiculous we sound at Dustin's editing. <laughs> no, we sound ridiculous. We sound ridiculous. Yeah, there's all kinds of shit that he cuts out and doesn't even put it in. Like at and all. I, and I get to see his reaction too, which is fun. Yeah. So I've hopped on a couple times while he's uh, live editing and I've seen his reaction. And I was like, oh, he thinks we're fun. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe others do too. <laughs> There's only hope. <laughs> uh, you can also check out our Patreon. Patreon. There are three different tiers. You pick the one that works best for you, but you get ad-free episodes. You get episodes day before everybody else. You get an exclusive thing that we're working on. Yes. So, I mean, we do exclusive content anyway. Like when we did the collaboration with John from Half Price Horn, the video for that interview we did with him goes on our Patreon also. So yes. you guys get to see that if you're part of our Patreon. But we are recording a Netflix series, mm-hmm. um, which has been pretty creepy so far. We've recorded two episodes of it. Yes. Once we have all those eight episodes recorded, we're gonna release it strictly to Patreon. The first episode will come out for everybody here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then all eight are gonna be gonna strictly on them. Patreon. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. They get a little exclusive from us. It'll be fun. It'll be very fun. Uh-huh. I'm excited about it. I think everybody else will be excited about it too. I hope so. I, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I don't know. All right. Should we hop in? I think we should. Would you like to hear the IMDb Maybe. synopsis for it? Yes. A woman goes into a Japanese suicide forest to find her twin sister and confronts supernatural terror. Japanese suicide forest. Mm-hmm. Problem for me. But we'll get there. I mean, there. off the bat, not a good start. Not a good start. No. No, we shouldn't have that as a word <laughs> or as a thing. Okay. So we start with a woman panting mm-hmm. um, as she is sprinting through the dark forest in like a panic mode. Yeah. She calls for help. Then a woman wakes up from a nightmare. Yeah. And then we learn that her name is Sarah. She gets up, she packs her bags, and we are at a Japanese airport mm-hmm. where she makes a phone call to another woman named Jess. But she can't seem to leave a message because her mailbox is full now. Sure. 
Now we see Sarah. She is taking a cab into, I think it's Tokyo. Mm -hmm. And we hear a phone call and flashes of when she received this call, the Japanese authorities tell her that her sister is missing. Yeah. So her husband tries to comfort her and tell her, you know, Jess has done this before. Mm -hmm. Everything is okay. When we're having this conversation or they're having this conversation, Sarah and her husband are actually about to have his boss and husband come over. Right. For like a dinner. For like a dinner date. They're all dressed up. Trying to impress them. Yeah. Yeah. And then she goes on trying to focus on this whole thing, but Mm -hmm. she can't. Like her her sister's missing. Mm -hmm. She's scared. Sure. She didn't know what's going on. Because she gets this phone call from Tokyo authorities saying that like she went hiking into this forest that is known for suicides. And she's like, she wouldn't do that. She wouldn't do that. And her husband, Rob, is like, yeah, but like, would she, you know? Yeah. So she's trying to play it cool during the dinner of like, she told him like, no, I'll be fine. I'll be focused. Because he, her husband's very nice. He was like, we don't have to do this. You know, if you're going to be distracted during dinner, she's like, no, no, no. But she's definitely distracted. She gets distracted. During dinner. Yeah. So then she ends up leaving the table. I don't know if it was during dinner or dinner was over. I don't know. We we don't know the timelines. Yeah. She's sitting on her bed. And they tell her that basically after 48 hours, because we we hear another part of this phone call. Yeah. After 48 hours, the authorities just automatically assume this person's dead. Correct. Because the woods, people go in there to die. So after 48 hours, just assume that the person's gone. Listen, here's where I have a problem with this. (sighs) If we know... Of a forest yeah. that people is known to go into yeah. to commit suicide. Should and we do something about it? Maybe. Yeah. I think we maybe should. Sure. I just don't feel like this is this is not this is not a good thing. Yeah. The hard part is is like they talk about how big this park or state I mean country I mean I don't know what it is, like national <laughs> park or whatever yes. it is. Yes. yes. And they talk about how big it is. It's at the base of Mount Fuji, and it's huge. Yeah. So it's like there's a certain section of it, I think, that's like the suicide forest it's part of it. Closest. It's not the entire yeah. thing. But I'm like, of just that section, could we just send like more park rangers? Maybe. Or, or barricade it off. Could we do some- something? Something. I don't know. Do wellness checks? <laughs> Maybe they kind of do suicide watch checks, but I don't. I feel, but they, those are those are where it seems like it's a little too late, right? So okay, I don't know. I don't know. So okay, now Sarah tells her husband Rob, his name is Rob, mm-hmm. that she's going to go to Japan, yeah, and says that the police think that she's dead, like mm-hmm. she's gone into this woods. This is the last place that they saw her. And then Rob is a little irritated. He tells Sarah that Jess is always making bad decisions, and Sarah's always the one that has to clean it up. And mm-hmm. he's just like, this is just another thing that she's doing to you. Yeah. So he tells her to you know just sleep on it yeah. and if you know when she wakes up in the morning if we don't hear from her then go sure like see how you feel in the morning exactly and then sarah's also saying too because since they're identical twins she's like i just i can feel it yeah so it's like that twin intuition thing yeah. that you hear about basically the reason why she wants to go is because she feels like to her core that her sister's still alive yeah she's not convinced that she's dead because she just feels it and she said it feels different this time so i don't no, I don't know. It's going to be weird to like, to have that like spiritual connection with somebody like that. Yeah. And it feels like theirs is like really real. Yes. Like they have. Strong. Yeah. Which is weird That's to me. interesting. If any of our listeners are twins and you have that, please tell us. Oh because I am genuinely interested in that. Me too. Give us a story. Yes. We'd love to hear it. Please tell us. <laughs> 
Well, she didn't get a call. So <laughs> now we're in Japan. Mm-hmm. She gets to her hotel room, which has a beautiful view. Oh my God. The room is gorgeous. As soon as she like opens the door, like the blinds go it's up like and you see the whole city ceiling windows. Yeah. It's like view of Tokyo. Yeah. It's a really nice hotel. I mean, I want to stay there. Right? I don't know if I want to go to I want to fly to Tokyo. I don't want to go to Tokyo. That sounds awful. It sounds really busy. I feel like there's a lot of people there. Yeah. That part doesn't bother me. It's like the 24-hour flight would bother me. Mm, okay. That's a long time to be on an airplane. I mean, I know you stop, but like, ugh. <laughs> I don't no. think I'm interested. I think I'm good. That sounds like a long time. So she gets settled, and she goes down. She starts walking around town, mm-hmm. ends up at a restaurant where they serve sushi that is literally moving. Yeah, it's a it's, shrimp that they cut the head off of, and it's still just it's, on her plate. It's moving. Its tail is moving. And I know that there's like, whatever. And that's different culture. Fine. Not for me. No. So, but and I she, love seafood and I love sushi, but I'd rather it be dead. Well, and she asks the uh, the server, she's like, can I can I have a dead one? <laughs> but the waiter doesn't understand. Right. But there are some girls that are kind of sitting a few chairs down from mm-hmm. her that start laughing at her. Mm-hmm. You know, like she's obviously not from here. <laughs> right. She She likes to have her sushi dead. <laughs> so, what an American. I know, right? <laughs> so American. <laughs> so back in her hotel room, she looks uh, through her sister's social media page. Mm-hmm. She's like in bed, just, you know, trying to find any information she can get. She starts Googling the forest that the police told her that her sister went into. And all of these pictures that she sees when she pulls it up yeah. is of dead people. People hanging from trees. Just, it's morbid. Doesn't look good. No. No. So when she falls asleep, she has a dream of her going down into a basement. She finds like a yellow tent. It's like glowing. Yeah. It's like got lights inside of it. Mm-hmm. And there are two small silhouettes that are inside. So when she opens it up, we see a little girl. And I don't know if it was supposed to be her or her sister. I don't know. I, I, I assume one of them. Yeah. One of them. Mm-hmm. The girl's face is like staring back at her. She uh-huh. looks normal. And then all of a sudden her face starts to distort. And we hear this like loud screeching noise. Her <laughs> jaw started like disconnects. Yeah. Her eyes get big. It's gross. And then Sarah baby. wakes up. It didn't get me. That's one of the first ones that didn't get me. <sighs> did it get you? No. It was. None I, of these. Did. None Are of them you, did. Did you just ask me that? I don't know. How dare you? <laughs> Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. So the next morning, she wakes up to go to her sister's school where she was teaching at Mm because she went over there to teach. English and she finds her sister's classroom, opens the door to look in, and then all the students take like one look at her, start freaking out. Mm-hmm. Specifically, one of the girls that was in the classroom yelling, screams. Yes, this is where I found out that Sarah and Jess were twins mm-hmm. and they have this twin thing. Uh-huh. We jump from there and we're in the principal's office now with the girl who really freaked out. Mm-hmm. And Sarah asks her why she was so scared when she saw her. Why were you scared? 
何が怖かったの誓いに行ったミス・ジェスが幽霊になって戻ってきたのかと思って私殺されるんじゃないかと She knows your sister went into Aokigahara She thought you are a yure a ghost You know She knew that Jess went into the forest and she thought that Sarah was her ghost. Yeah, a Yuri. A Yuri. called it.、Mm-hmm, which basically means ghost because the principal is translating because the student is speaking in Japanese. Yes. And Sarah is speaking in English. So the principal is translating for all of us, basically, and said that she thought she was a Yuri, which is what they call a ghost. But it's, but it's not. We find a little bit more about、oh, what a Yuri is. Yeah, like the principal was like softening it a bit. A little like, bit. It's like a ghost. We find out more. Yeah. So we learn that they took a field trip to this mountain、mm-hmm. and this, you know, that this forest is a part of.、Mm-hmm. And then back in the day when there wasn't enough food, families would bring old people, the deaf, the blind into this forest to just die. Because they didn't have enough money to support their families.、Right. They were like poor, living in poverty. So they couldn't feed the whole family. So they were just taking. People from their family who they were like,、uh, sorry, grandma, and like bring them to this forest to die. What the? And basically, they thought, like, let's bring the school on a field trip here <laughs> because there's all this weird, bad energy in here. I just, yeah, because she says when they, when they die and they come back, they come back angry. Spirits cannot rest there, they come back. Angry. They come back angry. Yep. Okay. They do. Uh huh. They do come back angry. Yeah. So the school has apparently have efficiencies where people live on campus.、Mm-hmm. I don't think、okay. that was strange because it's like an elementary school, but okay. Oh, okay. So Sarah asked the principal to let her see Jess's room because she wants to see it before you know, she leaves, you know, just to make sure, see what's in there, see if any clues, clues or something. Sure. She finds a picture, a picture of her and her sister.、Mm-hmm. She gets a flashback of, we know, when they were packing their grandmother's house after she had passed away. And they're kind of joking around and talking about Jess's you know, new adventure to Tokyo、mm-hmm. to kind of get out, start something fresh. Sure. Then she finds a prescription bottle for anxiety and then a forest map. Yep. So she's just, she doesn't really find anything, in my opinion. Nothing new, nothing groundbreaking. No, but I think it's part of the story. Just reminiscing. Whatever.、Mm-hmm. So. What does Sarah do after she finds all of this stuff? She goes to the mountain. <laughs> she gets on a train and she starts heading to the forest. Why?、Uh, I don't know. And she's by herself. I know. I'm like, girl, I mean, all about you being independent, but it's maybe, buddy, maybe buddy system? Buddy, buddy system. Okay. I guess. Yeah. So she gets on a train to go to this mountain. And when she arrives, she starts like walking down this desert road. Like, it literally, this train drops her off. On, like, rock. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's even, not like, even like a train station. There's, it's there's just nothing there. It's just the tracks. Literally. So she gets off the train and she has to literally walk across the tracks to get to an actual paved road that she walks along to get to, like, I assume, like a welcome center in front of this park. Yeah. That she goes inside this welcome center and she speaks to someone behind the counter who she shows a picture of her sister to, asking the woman if she has seen her sister. The woman says that she has. Yeah. And then tells her to follow her and tries to lure her to the basement. And I was like, okay. Sarah's like,、mm. she was sketched out by it, which I was very happy about. Because <laughs> the lady opens the basement door and goes down these like wooden stairs.、Yeah. And Sarah's at the top of the stairs, sketched out by it. And the lady's like, are you gonna, you coming? Come, come on. Come down in the basement with me. Come, nothing weird here. This is just coming to the basement. It's a foreign country you don't know. This is normal. Come on, Blondie, let's go. <laughs> so she ends up following her because she's like, okay. The lady tells her that the basement is where they keep the bodies. Yeah. 
So when they find bodies, when people are on these trails, when they go and look for these like suicide watches or whatever. Yeah. They take the bodies back to this welcome center, I guess, and store them in the basement. Well, because it's colder. But how does that entire building not smell bad? Because the second they get down there, yeah. she starts to smell it, but it's like a wooden, like a cabin, it looks like, this welcome center. And I was like, there's no way that basement is keeping that smell there. Maybe it's just it's super cold down there. Maybe. Maybe. But the lady tells her that there's always somebody down there. There was a guy sitting in a chair next to the door into the room that they were going into, and he had headphones on listening to music. Right. And she tells Sarah, Someone stay with them at all time. If body's alone, the spirit scream all night. There's always somebody down there because if the bodies are left alone, they scream all night. <laughs> what? How do you? Okay. Can I ask a question? <sighs> who, who volunteers for that fucking job? Yeah, th- this is my, this is part of my question. Um, So how do you, how do you apply for that? Is that like on Indeed? Do they submit I, some kind of What is of that like, job description? What is that job title? I don't know. A dead body babysitter? Dead. Like what do you? <laughs> and then the description. Anti-screaming? I scre- <laughs> the body scream a lot. You just need to be prepared. <laughs> you just need to be there so I shut the fuck up. You don't, no education required. <laughs> you go to the musical you want, hand your phone, it's fine. Well, you gotta They keep... don't even have good cell service there because of the mountains. So what are you guys gonna oh, do? Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I just don't know how they find people for this job and how people <laughs> agree to it. The pay's gotta be really good. I just... Does it though? Because like, if there's a body there, they won't scream at night. But if there's a body not there, like how do people know they're screaming then? I don't know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Take your chances and go home, you know? <laughs> Moving on. So the lady walks her into this room with the dead bodies. That apparently smells awful. Uh Uh-huh. They're lined up, all covered with like these white sheets. Yeah. And before the lady can like uncover one of them, who she was thinking that it was uh, Jess. Yeah. We hear like this muffled person screaming like in the distance, like down the hallway or upstairs or something. So the woman's like, I got to go check this out. Mm -hmm. So just stay here. Yeah. No. No. No woman. Just stay here. No. I mean, she's like, I'll be back and leaves to go upstairs to help or this person who was coming to the welcome center or whoever it was. The, and plus, it's rude. Don't it's be like yelling for somebody. Rude. Very rude. Unless Give they're trying second. to find somebody too. Maybe, but I don't know. It didn't seem like it. No. So Sarah's standing there and she hears one of the bodies start inhaling. Oh, uh, and I saw it breathing. I didn't love that. No, it wasn't. It wasn't great. And she slowly walks over to it. Don't do that. And I was like, get the fuck out of there. Sarah, just, just No. Get out of there. Because even if it is your sister, you don't want to see that. No. So she goes, uncovers it. Body's really messed up. It looks like burnt or skin missing. Yeah. Something doesn't look good. It's a quick flash of it. Decomposing. Yes. Um. Definitely not inhaling. It was like her mind playing a little bit of a trick on her. And she runs the fuck up out of there. And she tells Leah that it wasn't her sister. Right. And the woman is so relieved. She's like, oh, that's great to hear. Is it though? <laughs> like, I, okay. I, guess. I mean, in a way, yes. But in a way, her sister's still missing. So, yeah, okay. It's okay. All right. All right. So Sarah's trying to ask her if there is someone she can hire to basically be her tour guide through this woods. Like, can someone take me through these paths so I can find my sister? Well, this is not the first time this woman has been asked this question, by the way. Mm-hmm. Not at all. I can tell. Oh, 100%. She, she didn't was say like, that, but... Hard no. You're right. She's like, the, the forest is, like, dangerous. Yeah. You can't you leave the path. Don't leave the path. No. Sarah tells her that she wants to hire a guy, but the lady's like, we, we don't do that. Right. That's not a thing. We just... We don't. We just encourage you, don't go off the path. So if you go into right. the forest, you're on your own. Exactly. Oh, God. So when she storms out, she tries to get cell phone service. Mm-hmm. She can't. Right. A girl named Sakura... Sakura? 
I don't know. I didn't get it. A girl on the porch. I think she works there. <laughs> uh-huh. um, she reminds her that, you know, she's on top of a mountain. There's uh-huh. no cell service. Uh-huh. There's a lot of like ore in the mountain, whatever. Yep. It's going to mess with it. Sarah tells her that she will pay her if she'll take her into the forest. Mm-hmm. She works there, so she must know the forest, right? Sure. So this girl tells her that there are Yuris in there, mm-hmm. um, but they're not regular ghosts. Yuri, different from ghosts. The first use them to trick you. Do you know why? Do not lead the path. Because if you get lost and you have sadness in your heart, they will use it against you. And Yuri can find you. And make you see things and make you want to die and you do it yourself yeah their goal is basically to draw you off of the path yeah so that they can use your sadness against you i just that's I'm, heavy it's real heavy and it's also lots of trickery these ghosts these yuris are very manipulative <laughs> like just because you're angry and sad doesn't right. everybody else has to be too. Right. Just because you're dead, don't be mad and, and trick people. Right. Don't try to get them to die. These people are killing themselves because of the Yuri's are fucking with them. Ugh. They're not actually suicidal. <laughs> shit. <laughs> well, Sarah doesn't believe any of this shit. 100%. She says that she's going to go back to the hotel. Uh, so she walks back down the deserted road that she was on before. Mm-hmm. It's getting dark now. She hears like some rustling in the woods and then out pops five schoolgirls coming out of the woods. Uh, and they're like schoolgirl garb. Right. And they just like walk around her as if she's not there. And if it's not unusual, they're in the woods together. It, they're not on a path. It was weird. And then they cross the street and go back into the other part of the woods. What? I just. It was weird. It was and weird. And it was never addressed again. No. And I don't love that. No, and I feel like I feel like there's an underlying meaning, or there's an uh, I couldn't the outfit comes it. back. Oh, it does. So maybe it was something with that, but I mean, they I weren't. No, I don't know. And it's not really addressed again. It, it's not. So she gets to the restaurant that she ate up before, I believe. It looked the, kind of the same. It could have been a it's different a, one. I think it's part of this whatever hotel hostel thing right. she's staying at. Yeah. Well, she said her sister frequented that restaurant a lot or that bar or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And then a guy walks in. His name is Aiden. Mm-hmm. He starts talking to her. He said that she looks familiar. And she said that they met four days ago when she got there. And I was like, I don't. Is that a thing? Because why didn't we meet him before? Right. Well, I thought she was assuming her sister was there. Oh. So maybe she thought like, well, because she said like, I have an identical twin. Yeah. So I thought maybe she was trying to be, uh, maybe she was trying to be Jess. Oh, she's trying to be yeah. like, well, I was here four days ago, assuming her sister was there. Trying to find out information. Maybe. I like that. That's very manipulative of you. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, actually, that wasn't me. I I just used it as a pickup line. And I'm like, that's not even a good one. I know. Don't be a douchebag. Not a good pickup line. <laughs> but his name is Aiden. He actually works for a travel company. He's out of Australia. It's like a magazine or something who cares whatever yeah yeah um but he's also fluent in japanese like he's talking to the bartender oh, guy yeah. like fluent in japanese yeah like uh, okay that's a hidden talent <laughs> <laughs> well she said that her sister was missing mm-hmm. so he thinks that it was the forest mm-hmm. and but she said she's not dead we're identical twins we've got twin telepathy <laughs> right so he asks you know where she thinks that she is if she's not in the forest she just says that she just you know she's been struggling with some demons she doesn't know where she's at mm-hmm. that's why she's there to find her mm-hmm. so the two start chatting more about random things so they move from like the bar area to like a table mm-hmm. so get more comfortable they're in a booth just chilling now just having chilling. some beers yeah mm-hmm. good for them so she sounds like she is wanting uh, to go into the forest alone, but he basically tells her it's a death wish. Don't Not do a it. Good idea. So he said that, you know, he has clearance to go into the park with the uh, park nature guide tomorrow. 
He does his rounds every few days for a suicide watch. So crazy. So he said that he will ask to see if she can go with him. Mm -hmm. But he wants to write an article on her sister. Mm -hmm. So he wants her to do this as a favor if she is allowed to go with him on this hike. Yeah, he wants to cover her story, basically, of like her trying to find her sister who's lost in these suicide woods. And she agrees to do it. And he starts asking her all these questions about like her childhood and her Uh past, whatever. So this scene was... Very interesting how they did it, I thought. Yeah. Because he's asking about, you know, okay, she she tells Aiden we were raised by our grandmother. Mm-hmm. So he's like, well, what happened to your parents? You don't mind me asking. So she said, I think they were like six or something like that. Somewhere they were really there. young. Yeah, yeah, And she's telling us the story. I say us. She's telling us the story of her <laughs> parents who died in this car accident by a drunk driver. Uh-huh. But the, vi- the visual, like what you actually see in the movie. On the TV. Yes. On the actual movie itself, you hear her talking over this scene. And she's like, yeah, they went out to a movie. They were on their way back. And we heard this crash. But what we see in the movie is we actually hear a gunshot. We, hear we don't gunshots. hear a crash. Correct. So she and her sister are sitting on the couch with the grandmother. Grandma jumps up, runs into a basement. Uh-huh. Not outside where you would think a car crash would happen. Uh-huh. Runs into a basement and the girls follow behind grandma. So as she's saying, there was a drunk driver. He hit them, killed them both in this car accident. We see, and Jesse, Sarah does not. Correct. That her father actually shot their mother and then killed himself. Jess saw them dead. Correct. Didn't see it happen, but she saw them dead. Uh Uh-huh. Sarah didn't see it. All she saw was grandma freaking out and telling them to run back up the stairs. But the whole time we're seeing this, we're hearing her tell the drunk driver story. Yes. And that's what Aiden's recording is the drunk driver story. And it's like, oh, God, she's already going to the woods with all these demons. I know. Like, a lot. She doesn't even realize it. No. Like, this is just a story that's been, like, put in her head. Yes. Because she didn't see it. Right. And it's like, I, and I think she knows what actually happened to her parents, but I think that she doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah. Because we find out later that she carries a lot of guilt about like just seeing them, but her not seeing uh-huh. them. So I think just she tells this story as just like a better version of what actually happened. Well, maybe happened. that's what everybody just tells her to make her feel better because she doesn't remember. It's possible. Or, or doesn't her- want to. Or- it's weird. It is weird. Ugh, it's heavy. It is heavy. So she gets to her hotel room, mm-hmm. but she can't get the light on so she calls her husband she kind of walks around the is that a hotel room i think and to me it's like i don't like one of those like hostel it was kind of things because it's like every room had those like sliding the japanese doors you know what but it seems like they had a common bathroom i think you're right because i'm thinking that she was still in tokyo she's not in she's tokyo. not she's at the forest she's now. at the forest mm-hmm. sorry so she's in her room she can't get to her husband she can't leave she goes with my voicemail and then she leaves her bedroom of this hostel and starts like turning on lights but of course they don't fucking work they don't the hallway lights flickering it's like green i'm like a oh, fucking course oh my, and not even just like a flicker it's like a long flicker it's yeah. creepy as shit it's like flickers and then it's off yeah and then like the one down the hall flickers and then it's off and it's like oh, of course I just, that was a lot i didn't like that <sighs> So as she walks down this hall, she sees a woman like hunched over in the dark and kind of in the distance at the end of this hallway. Then she's like scratching the wall of this lady. Yes. This is, I got scared at this. This This part did make me jump. It did make me jump. Yeah. I wasn't expecting this. So this woman like jumps at Sarah. Yes. Unprompted. Unprompted. (laughs) She starts screaming. There's another woman that comes to pull this old lady off of Sarah. The lady is clearly blind. She's got like these white foggy eyes. She's like reaching for Sarah's face and Sarah's yelling. Yeah. So it's, she's got some issues. Yeah. This woman who like corrals her, she apologizes for her being elderly. (laughs) 
you don't have to apologize for being old. Right. You could apologize for being a little crazy. I mean. But like, and also, apologize for not watching her. Where'd you, where'd you go? Right. I feel like it's late at night. I right. feel like maybe she should be in bed by now. Right. If it's dark. Unless she escaped. She, oh, she's, she's crazy. She's scratching so she, her way back. I know. <laughs> She's like, which one is my room? Which one of these paper doors is mine? <laughs> All right. So the next morning, Sarah's phone starts buzzing. And it's a voicemail from Rob, her husband, mm-hmm. saying that he got her message last night. And he doesn't you know, think it's safe for her to go into this forest all by herself. And if he doesn't hear from her, he's going to hop on a plane and he's going to come get her. Oh, which is very sweet. He's a nice husband. He's a nice mm-hmm. husband. So Sarah is meeting up with Aiden and Michi. Mm-hmm. He's the suicide watch guide. <laughs> the guide, yes. Yeah. To go into the forest. So Michi looks at Sarah concerned and mm-hmm. tells her, you know, that people going to the forest are likely going to be dead. Like mm-hmm. he wants to kind of set the correct expectation for her. Yeah. That she's probably not going to find her sister. No. And she's going to run into a lot of dead bodies. She's going to see some shit that she doesn't want to see. Right. And he also doesn't want her to go because he can tell that she's holding a lot of sadness. Uh Uh-huh. So he says to her that, I don't think you should even go. Yeah. It's going to be more dangerous for her Mm -hmm. if she goes. She's vulnerable already. Right. And Mm -hmm. because he's also, Michi's not going to be staying on a path. Mm -hmm. And they've been telling her from day one, if you venture off of these paths, it is more dangerous and they will attack you. Yeah. 100%. So. And then she's going to be more susceptible to some shit out there than I think Michi or Aiden would be anyway. I agree. Yeah. So the next scene, we see all three of them because, well, she doesn't take no for an answer. Yeah. Fuck you guys. I'm in the forest. Right. She's at the trailhead um, Mm -hmm. of this forest and they head off down the path and then they end up veering off pretty quickly onto like a closed road. It says no entry on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not really a road. It's just a closed off area. Yeah. So something changes with Sarah. Like there's, it's like her, her senses are kind of heightened. Yeah. It's like tingling or something. Yeah. Yeah. Aiden shows Sarah like a compass going haywire because Mm -hmm. of all the iron deposits that are in the mountain. And then Michi explains to Sarah that, you know, if she sees anything bad or strange while they're walking, um, it's not real. Yeah, it's It's, in your head. It's all in your head. Nothing is real. People sometimes see things in the forest. Important to remember. If you see anything bad, anything strange, it is not real. Okay? It's not there. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> so as they're walking through the woods, they come up to this guy who's sitting in front of his tent. Like mm. he's kind of in the distance, but they see him. So Michi says that, you know, I'm going to go check it out. You know, if there's a tent, that means that they're unsure. Sure. They're they, not, they're necessarily to die. Correct. They're just on the fence about dying. I mean, that makes sense. It makes sense. Does it? I mean, that just means that they want... They it's don't... like maybe go to a different part of the forest then to camp. I don't know. Don't go to the suicide part. Are they... <laughs> well, I mean, if he's on the fence of committing suicide, I, I just... He's not... Un, he's unsure. Yeah. He still he's wants not the going comforts. with nothing. Right. Sure. Okay. He may just go out for a camping trip. Okay. In the dead forest. Yeah. Okay. With so, lots of uris. Okay. <laughs> Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So he goes over to talk to this guy. And then while Aiden and Sarah are together by themselves where they were last left, mm -hmm. um, Aiden breaks out his recorder and asks Sarah, you know, what if they don't find her sister today? Yeah. What if they don't find her tomorrow? She doesn't answer him. Mm -hmm. Like, she's just like, you know, I'm going to keep looking. And then she's just like, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. So he asks how she feels to be in the forest where her sister disappeared And she says it feels necessary. Mm -hmm. Like she has to be there. She has to find her sister. Right. He asks if she's ever tried to commit suicide before. And she says twice. Mm -hmm. Both times with pills. Yeah. Yeah. She's got lots of issues. And one time Sarah said she just kind of knew about it. Like yeah. her sister was living someplace else and she just got this feeling and she called police and they went to go like a wellness check on her. Yeah. And she had consumed a lot of pills. I just. Ooh. Should she have gone to Tokyo by herself? I just feel like that was a bad move. Yeah. Just just a bad move. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So Michi comes back. Everything's okay with the guy. He thinks he's going to be okay, but he's going to probably check I on mean, him the next day. To be fair, he's not a therapist either. He's Correct. just doing his job. He's doing his best. He's and Michi's doing more than some other people are even doing there. So wonder, it's fine. I wonder how Michi gets paid for that job. Probably not enough. What is, is it? Is it a suicide watcher? Is that the jo the title of the job? <laughs> It sounds like he watches people kill themselves. It's not I, a good title. No! I just, it's a lot. Okay. So they keep walking. They find ribbon, like, mm -hmm. taped around trees, like, different colored ribbon. Mm -hmm. Michi said that it could be someone making sure that they can find their way out, or it could be somebody that wanted to make sure that their body was found after yeah. they died. So basically, it's just a marker of some sort. Yeah. And there's a yellow ribbon that Michi says looks fresh. Okay. So they follow it. And they're following this ribbon. It's tied to trees. It's like this straight run. And then it ends. Like it's cut off. Yeah. And then Sarah looks up and there's a man hanging from a tree. And it freaks her the fuck out. He's been there for a while. He don't look good. No. So she's hiding behind another tree because she's pretty shook from it. And then Michi says that he's going to cut him down from the tree because he needs to tell park rangers and like mark the location so that park rangers can come get his body. Yeah. So then we see Aiden and Michi trying to get this man down from the tree so that they can tell park rangers where he's at. I just... It's a lot. It's a like, lot. that's Michi's job. I know. <laughs> every a, day. Every day. Ooh, that's heavy. What if he gets some days off? I hope so. So they keep walking and Sarah hears noises. So they're walking. They're still off these trails. So they're right. in the woods. And they kind of go across what looks like a trail, kind of, in a way. Kind of. A little bit. More than what they're on. Which is <laughs> nothing. the wind kind of blows in that direction, because they're going, like, across this trail. Yes. 
And it makes Sarah stop in her tracks and she looks in the direction the wind is blowing and she gets this feeling to go that way. So she tells the guys that I think we should go in this direction. We're not really going anywhere. We're just kind of walking. Can we go this way? So Minji reluctantly agrees. He didn't seem to be happy about it, but he's no. like, fine, whatever. because well, he probably had a, like a, a route of what he was planning on he's doing. He's got a routine. He's doing his job. You know, Monday through Friday, he does these, these, and this. Yes, you're lucky he took you with him. <laughs> so they agree, and they start walking through the woods. Yeah. After a little bit of walking, Michi kind of stops in his tracks, and he's staring into the woods. And I didn't see anything at first. I was like, what the hell are they looking at? But then Sarah sees that there's this yellow tent in the woods like we saw in one of her dreams. And she says it's Jess's tent. And she goes running through the woods to go check out this tent that she's convinces her sisters, which it is. But I was like, good eye. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, I've been camping quite often. Mm -hmm. Not often. Like, not recently. I've been camping a lot growing up. You've got some camping in your day. I have. They don't make yellow tents. So the fact that she saw a yellow tent and she thought it was going to be her sister. I didn't even see it. I was staring at the TV. I'm like, what do they see? I, I didn't even see it. Shows how well I would do in the fucking woods. Are Shit. you colorblind? I was like, what? Your job is designed. <laughs> this, is, this is frightening. Well, they showed Michi's view and I was like, I don't see anything. And they showed it again, like closed her up. And I was yeah. like, oh, it's a yellow tent. But they got it. But I was like, at first, like, what the hell is it? But she runs over to it. Starts going through some stuff. There's like some clothes hanging outside the tent. Mm-hmm. She's inside the tent. Like it's confirmed that it's her sister's. Her stuff is tire. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. It's her sister's where she at one point was sleeping. <laughs> She's not there. No. But her stuff is. Her, right. Mm-hmm. So Sarah and Aiden start calling for Jess, but she's not around. She's, no. she's nowhere to be found. Michi said that, you know, they have to go. It's getting dark. Yeah. They're going to come back for her in the morning. Surely she'll be there. Which whatever. was nice of him to agree. He's like, I agree. He's like, let's go. It's getting dark. So we have to get back on the trail before it's dark. Because then it becomes pitch black in here. Correct. And you're going to hear all types of weird shit. Yep. So he's like, let's get back to the trail before the sun goes down. We nope. will come back in the morning. Nope. I promise you. She's like, no, no. I'm staying here. Sarah, yeah. Sarah's like, no, that, no, I'm staying. <sighs> so Michi tra- starts to get loud. And he says, she can't stay. Like, yeah. you cannot stay in this in these woods. Yeah. It is dangerous. He's like, leave her a note. Tell right. her we will be back in the morning for her. Leave her a damn note. We have to go. Yeah. We had to get on these trails. And she's like, no, no, you don't have to stay, but I will. She's like, I traveled 6,000 miles to get here. I'm not leaving. And Michi's like, he's a nice guy. He's he, a nice guy. He reluctantly again is like, okay. Here's the thing. I don't think that Michi is married. Um, I feel like, because I feel like he was very intimidated by her. Mm. She was very persistent, which I really liked, uh-huh. but I feel like he doesn't know how to deal with women on a, on a normal basis. <laughs> well, also what's he going to do? Like, it's not really a True. fucking problem. Like I can understand him feeling guilty for like bringing her out there and then her, him being like, Oh God, I'm leaving her for these freaking Yuri's, <laughs> right. you know? So that I get, but also it's not his job to babysit her. That's true. So he's done what he could. Like, his job is to go out there, tell people what's happening, make sure people are okay. And that's his job. He goes back. Like, he's doing that with her. That's he's true. telling her what's going on. And she's like, heels on the ground. I'm not leaving. Yeah. So he's kind of like, well, sorry, I am then, you know? <laughs> right. So as he starts to walk away, Aiden is like, takes his backpack off, puts it on the ground. He's staying too. Aiden. He's like, I'll keep you company. Ugh. And then, uh... <laughs> Michi says something to him in Japanese. Yeah. And he acknowledges it. And then Michi's like, okay, I'll see you guys in the morning. And he leaves. He tells him when he's going to come back. Yeah. Which is like noon or something like that. Right. And I mean, you can tell he felt bad leaving, but good for him for going. Well, he was kind of defeated looking. Like he was just like, God, I've done all I can do. I've got to leave. I'm not staying in these 100%. So he did his part and he left. Yeah. 
So <laughs> it gets dark. Aiden, of course, real fast. <laughs> Aiden and Sarah start, you know, building a fire, sharing a power bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they sit there talking and, and Sarah says that, you know, Jess is just lost. Like she's not dead. She can feel it. She's mm-hmm. just lost. Aiden asked, you know, to explain to him their twin telepathy thing that they've got going on. Yeah. So he tells a story, you know, about his brother, you know, trying to like relate to her a little bit. Mm-hmm. So anyways, they, so they start talking. So Sarah gets up and says that she's going to go try to get some sleep. Mm-hmm. So when she goes into the tent, she turns on her phone light and looks through all of her sister's things, finds a book that was inscribed to Jess for her 16th birthday. Mm-hmm. From really, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really sweet. So both Sarah and Aiden fall asleep, but Sarah is woken up by branches cracking outside. Oh, God, I can't. And then we see kind of a shadow walk by the tents. Because she's calling to Aiden, wondering if it's him walking around. Which he doesn't answer. He doesn't answer. No. I don't know why he doesn't wake up when she's calling. Because this was in her head. Oh, that's true. This didn't happen. You're right. (laughs) Sorry. Yes. So she calls for Aiden. He doesn't answer. Then we see like this hand shadow. Touch her like on the back of her head, like yeah, the like tent. these long ass fingers we see behind her head on the other yeah. side of like the tent, and I was like, oh god, that's what I mean. Like this part was so unsettling to watch. Yeah, and it like tapped her head through the tent, well, and she you can't freaks see out. Yes, and then it gets like pitch dark again, as if the fire went out. Yeah, and she's just in the tent, and she's like yelling to Aiden. I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't. This part is terrible for me. <laughs> It's just the unknown. It is the unknown. She, she, she unzips the tent. Never a good idea. So when she does and opens it, she sees these three old women who are like standing right there. And like in these front white of the door. dresses. Yes. And then one of them rushes at her screaming. Yeah. She, she wakes up from a dream. Okay. So these Yuri's are very much fucking with her. Yes. They are crafty bitches. <laughs> very unsettling. So she wakes up, gets out of the tent, and she sees that Aiden is still sleeping next to the fire. I don't know how that man slept through the entire night using a rock as a pillow. I don't know. Like, how? <laughs> I know Outside, I couldn't. Outside? It's got to get cold if you're in the mountains, too, in the forest. It's got to get cold at night. I need an air mattress. Oh, God. Like, or a mat. His neck is going to be stiff. <laughs> so as she starts approaching Aiden to her right in the woods, she hears twigs breaking. Huh? Never a good start. No. But instead of being like me running back into your tent and like covering your ears and like nothing happened, she turns the flashlight on her cell phone. Hello? And turns to the woods (laughs) and is like, I'll go fucking investigate. (laughs) I can't. So then she gets closer to it. She sees a woman in the woods, like a figure. Yeah. Who then takes off running. So then Sarah's like, well, I must chase her. What? I'm like, first of all, I'm yelling into the screen. I'm like, it's not real. It's not. If, turn okay. around. If you think that's your sister and you're there to save her, why would she be running away from you? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. It, but now she's chasing some woman through the woods. It's it's early morning. It's still pretty dark out. Yes, it is. She's just using the flashlight on her phone and she's chasing and chasing chasing this woman. Uh-huh. And I'm like, stop running. You're going to get lost in the woods. I know. Oh my God, I can't even take it. I can't. We're now lost in this dark woods. <laughs> So apparently, this woman, though, is not her sister, as we would have assumed it's not Jess. Uh It's a Japanese girl named Hoshiko. She tells Sarah not to trust Aiden. Right. No, trust him. Miss Jess know him. Jess is just your teacher. I find her here. She said, need your help. Where is she? No, trust him. That she knows Jess 
And she keeps referring to Jess as like Miss Jess because uh-huh. Hoshiko is wearing one of those school girl outfits that we saw those girls walk by in the woods before wearing another time. Uh-huh. So Sarah's like, are you one of her students? So she just basically keeps talking like, don't trust Aiden. Mm-hmm. Don't trust Aiden. And then Aiden, we hear his voice calling for Sarah. But the girl bolts. Hoshiko gets spooked, takes off. Sarah's like, I must continue to chase her. <laughs> I can't. And she just runs after her, trips, falls, and, like, cuts her fucking hand open. Like, gashes it. She does. And then Aiden finally makes it over to her. Quickly. Because she was running for a while. She she was. Okay. Okay. He He was, like, right there. Okay. He found her fast. He he did. Okay. He's, like, he's got ninja skills. (laughs) They make it back to the campsite. Mm -hmm. And and then that's it. So, yeah, she tells him that... She thought she saw Jess, but then she ended up seeing this, like, School teenage girl. girl. Yeah. And then she went to go say what she told her. And then Sarah just goes, oh, but she spoke in Japanese. As if, like, not to she, tell Aiden what the girl said. Correct. Okay. Oh, oh, she can speak English now? Okay. Right. The next morning, they start to head out of the woods. Yeah. And so there's a little bit of discrepancy because Aiden's like, well, he said he's going to come back. Mm-hmm. I don't know which I don't actually. No. So Aiden wants to leave. So it's like early it's still really early in the morning the sun is still coming up Aiden starts packing up the stuff and says they need to leave Sarah says that they need to wait for Michi because he said he'd be here at noon Aiden doesn't want to wait seven hours for him to come right because he said her hand obviously needs stitches and he said that they can start walking and they can get to hospital or some kind of service place that they can get her hand looked after and then they can send a search party for that teenage girl that she said who ran away from her in the woods and then maybe they can also find Jess (laughs) that's his plan oh my god that was like like a recap I love that (laughs) I just didn't like it, though, <laughs> because it's like, especially as a viewer, we're like, do we trust Aiden? Do we not trust him? Well, I don't now, know. Well, now, we've, we, now we're confused. Now we don't know. Right. And then Sarah's got to be confused, too. And it's like, I just think they need to wait. You need to wait the seven hours. I get it's 5 a.m., but you have to wait because just wait for Michi to come. Well, yeah, because we don't know if we should trust Aiden or not. Right. We don't. But she does it. She leaves no. with him. And I was like, oh, God. Well, now we go to a river. Like, we get to a river. Yeah. And she's like, we didn't pass a river. This is not the route we took to get, to get here. No. He's like, well, we're going to go down river. Like, we're going to follow the river. We'll find civilization. Right. And <sighs> as she's, like, looking at this river, mm. she sees a dead body floating in this river. And he's like, oh, okay. Like, well, he- at first I was like, is that her mind playing tricks on her again? But then Aiden saw it. And I was like, really? Well, do we trust Aiden? Is I, he real? I don't, I don't know. know. So he pulls her back off a ledge, you know, from literally, literally. And, you know, she asks why they're going back in the direction that they just came from. He's like, we're not. And then she looks back at the river. It's flowing in a different fucking direction. Yes. What the hell is happening? Her mind is fucking with her. Because then she, because now she's paranoid. She's gotten so paranoid because now she's like, I don't know how to trust him. She's convinced he's leading her to who knows where. The right. river is moving in different directions every time she looks at it. <laughs> she is having a morning. I mean, I'm having a morning because <laughs> I don't know what's happening either. We're following along with her and she's crazy now. So we start hearing voices and Aiden calls out, you know, to see who it is, but realizes that his recorder was just playing in his pocket. Uh-huh. So Sarah realizes that it's her voice and he had recorded her the night before. Like their she- conversation on the fire that yeah. she didn't agree she to. She didn't know about it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So then she starts getting accusatory of him about knowing, you know, her sister. She demands to see his phone. And then when mm-hmm. he gives it to her, she finds a picture of her sister. Is that real or not? I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh, I assume it's not. I don't think it is. Uh, but she sees it. And like with the yellow tent in the background. Like, correct. So she starts freaking out, asking why he was lying to her. And he's like, I don't know your sister. I don't know what you're talking about. But then we're like, but does he? I like, don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> Who do we trust? I don't know. <laughs> 
Well, she wants to know what he did to her. Right. He ends up tackling her to the ground to like get his phone back or whatever, just to get her to calm the fuck down. Mm -hmm. She ends up running off. He calls for her and tells her that, you know, she's going to get lost to come back. She doesn't listen. Mm -hmm. Her senses become very heightened. She starts like seeing things like up close bugs and like she hears Ugh, the water it's like sensory the, overload yeah mm-hmm. it's really weird and we see that michi is now back at their tent oh yeah opens a tent and is like fuck because they're gone they're gone Ugh. i just michi's <laughs> like you had one job I know. you had to just wait for me i, I was coming t- back i told you not to move and nope. you moved they're gone so Sarah takes twine now, and because she's by herself. Yeah. So she, she stumbles across this like big log that has twine and someone's cl- like, book like a book, cl- like a journal, yeah, and some like ribbon. I don't know. It's, so she uses it to do that thing that Michi was talking about. People leave that rope to show like, come get me or find my way back, correct. kind of thing. Yeah. Well, we hear whispers to her to Ugh. turn around. So like she's walking in one direction. Ugh. And so she here, she's like, I'm not turning around. I'm not turning it's around. It's all in my head. It's yeah. not real. Yeah. So we see all these dead people just kind of like hanging around trees. Like Literally. On, <laughs> literally. <laughs> but it's like the same person. I don't know. It's all of these like, these Yuri's just kind of like hanging around yeah, her. It's like this one was like missing his bottom jaw. Yeah. It's, it's funky I, looking. Then she hears a voice like right in her ear. Ugh. Freaks her the fuck out. She starts like taking off like running then sarah ends up falling in a fucking cavern hole that's about 10 feet below the surface yes knocks her the fuck out (sighs) okay girl and then i was thinking to myself because i'm looking at this cave and i feel like there's only like maybe six inches of soil on top of this thing how did the whole thing not cave in it should have been like an open hole it should have been right she just no broke the hole through it yeah she's knocked the fuck out on the floor yeah and now we see that there's an entire search party Correct. that Michi has like organized, I guess. And Rob has come from the States. He's now in Tokyo and he's trying to find... He's trying to, yeah, to find Sarah and Michi's like walking through the woods with him now. Well, oh God. Sarah's hurt. She screams. And I don't know if it's because of pain or just frustration, maybe a little Scared. of both. Yeah, Who I don't knows? know. She looks around and she finds like this cavern opening mm-hmm. in the, like a little bit, like on the side. It looked like there was some light in there maybe. Like she thought she can get out or something. Yeah. I don't know. So she turns on her phone light. And it's still working. This, this is the, what I have in my notes. I'm like, her battery on her phone must be like massive. Considering there's no service and that eats the shit out of your phone. How? I don't know. How is it still alive? No idea. It's impressive. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she ends up tripping. And she hears like these, also like these howling noises. She hears too. a bunch of noises. Ugh. She just keeps hearing noises in general. I said, Sarah's a mess. She tripped and fell again. <laughs> <laughs> She's just having a bad day. <laughs> so she trips. And then when she tries to stand up, we hear a woman in the distance say, Sarah. They were like singing her name kind oh, yeah. of. Oh yeah. It, was, it wasn't a singing name. Yes. I didn't like it. out of freaking nowhere Hoshiko pops out with a shit-eating grin all over her face she's so creepy and says for Sarah to follow her yeah no no Sarah do not follow her wait and then Sarah's convinced that she knows where Jess is so Sarah starts following her why would she be here right (laughs) I don't know why she'd be in a cave and then she keeps asking her like why would Jess be down here? And then Hoshiko looks at her and makes this creepy fucking smile. Oh, God, that smile. Takes off running. I just... I can't. She's creepy as shit. So now Sarah's like hobbling, trying to catch up to this creepy Hoshiko. And then when she catches up to her, she is stopped. Just... She's just standing in the middle of this cavern with her head down. Facing her. Motionless. Yeah. And I'm like, fucking hell. Turn around and run back. <laughs> 
So Sarah starts approaching her with her phone flashlight. And That's she's still like, working, by the way. Uh, what, right. <laughs> what provider does she have? Fuck. So she's like walking up to her. And then Hoshiko pops her head up. She's got that creepy ass dead face again like the sister had in the tent that yes. was on that dream. Evil, veiny. It's gross looking misproportioned whatever of course she freaks out she starts running hobbling away to get back to where she was yelling for help she gets to the opening that she fell through and she's just yelling she's yelling is. for help and then who just decides to pop up so conveniently aiden is right the fuck there see at this point in the movie is where i'm like we don't we don't fucking trust him right how did he know that she was there do you still feel that way because i don't know if i do at this point i, I agree okay after the movie's over I was like, I don't think he I, was bad. I, he wasn't bad. I think it was literally all oh, in her, her head. head. Yeah. And so he was there with her. So she would have killed him and then she would have killed herself. Yeah. They would have. It would have happened her. Yes. Exactly. Okay. So he leans in the hole and he says that, or leans over the hole <laughs> and says that he's, you know, going to go get something to throw down to her and then leaves. And she's like, don't leave me. Don't leave me. Uh-huh. Now she doesn't want him to leave her. Right. right. So she starts to, well, she needs him now. Mm-hmm. So she starts to panic, repeats over and over again. If you see something bad, it's not real. Yep. It's in your head. If you see something bad, it's not real. It's in your head. She kept repeating over and over, and over again. I'm thinking, is she talking about Aiden? Like, is she thinking that he's, is it, is I it a Hoshiko? Maybe I, it's everything. I think it's everything. And at this point, she has her eyes closed. So I'm thinking she's going to open her eyes and it's going to be right in her face, right? Right. Didn't happen. No, no, no. Which was worse in my head than I mean, what actually <laughs> happened. But whatever. She... Kind of opens her eyes because she, again, over, like, sensory overload, hears, like, a fly buzzing. Yeah. That lands on what I thought was a Swiss Army knife, but it wasn't. No. Because from the top, it looked like one, right? It's a Viewmaster 3D viewer. Good job, Courtney. Thank you. Those little, like, click things that you go through each picture. You put over your eyeballs. I had several of those as a kid. Oh, yeah. You change out the images in them? Oh, yes. Little disc thing. Yeah. And in all of her flashbacks to, like, when her and her sister were a kid, when the the parents and that... She's constantly using one as a child. So Correct. it makes sense that there's one, not just it makes sense, but there's one buried in the, the dirt next to her. Well, it's conveniently located, but whatever. Sure, because it's her mind puncher's her again. Okay, fine. Yeah. So she picks it up and she puts it to her face and she's flipping through the pictures, which are of her childhood, mm-hmm. of like the view on the couch, the basement door, grandmother. going down the stairs, seeing the terror on Jess's face running up the stairs. And then she clicks another one and there's another dead person face on there. Yeah. But it didn't get me again. Uh, it was predictable. Well, I mean. Look at me. I know. Who am I? I don't know who you are. Look at me go. Just weird. Anyway. <laughs> well, she throws this Viewmaster little toy thing, starts crying. Uh-huh. Aiden comes back with a rope to pull her up. Which looked like a noose, and I didn't love that. That's true. Yeah. I don't really know how he had enough strength, because there was not rocks or anything around this so hole. He kind of took a tree. Who knows how fucking far how? away that was? I j- it just didn't make any sense okay. to me. He didn't look like a very strong man. No. And <laughs> let's say she's 120 pounds, because she's small. Right. Let's say she's 120, Okay. He is pulling her up with nothing. Like, he's not using anything to, like, no brace leverage. himself. No. Nothing. He's just, he pulls her up, and he gets her on, like, on the regular ground level. Yeah. And I'm like, how? I don't, I didn't, I didn't. What? That was, like, the most fake thing of this entire movie. <laughs> so, he asks if she is okay when she's up there. Yeah. And she's like, no, I'm, I'm not. And then without skipping a beat, he said that he found a ranger station that may have a radio <laughs> and that isn't too far from them. Yeah. She's suspicious. I mean, she's super skeptical, mm-hmm. as am I. Sure. And it's very convenient. Exactly. Because she's like, well, you know, how did you find it so quickly? Uh-huh. Like, that doesn't make any sense in the middle of the woods. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So he takes out his knife. He hands it to her. He's like, okay, I'm going to give you this knife. Will you trust me anymore now that you have a weapon? Yes. Like, I'm not going to attack you. I don't want to kill you. I'm trying to help you. Right. Mm-hmm. 
So she wants to wash off before they head out walking to this ranger station. <laughs> right. She's had a morning. She has. She just needs a second. <laughs> when she goes down to the river and she unwraps her hands, she sees maggots Ugh. in the wounds that look like they're making their way like down their arm yeah. from her hand. Because she looks at her wrist and she can see under her skin, like them crawling under her skin and her wrist. Yeah. Gross. Then she takes out a knife and it looks like she's about to like slit her wrist to get these mm. maggots out of it. Yeah. When Aiden kind of snaps her out of it and calls her name. Mm-hmm. And then she looks back down at her arm. There's no maggots. No maggots. All in her head. So they were trying to fuck with her to make her slit her wrist. Yep. 100%. Nice. Which comes back. Foreshadowing. Uh-huh. So by dusk, they find the ranger station. How how far away was the station? I don't know. Because wasn't it... I, I mean, or how long was she in that cavern for? Because it's noon... When Michi is there, and at the same time, they're fighting about his cell phone. That's true. And then she takes her running and falls into this cavern. How long was she unconscious for in that cavern then? Uh, if it's already dark. What? I can't. <laughs> Timelines don't match. <laughs> As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This ranger station looks very dilapidated. It's abandoned, it's, for sure. It's been a while. Uh-huh. So they both go in. Aiden tries to get the radio to turn on. Mm-hmm. It's not working, obviously. Of course not. So she starts looking around the place, and she sees wrappers from the energy bars, the same of the ones that Aiden had earlier that he shared with her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh, has he been in this place before? But again, who knows that those are really there? We don't know. I don't know. Still inconclusive. So they probably weren't. Mm-hmm. So he you asked for his knife back so that he can try to, like... Get the radio to work somehow. Let's like prop it open. Yeah. She's paranoid. She's paranoid. She's a little skeptical about it. She's Mm -hmm. like, you gave me the knife and now you want to take it back. You're going to kill me. So she (laughs) walks around this ranger station. She tries to open a locked door and then hears like noises coming from underneath the floor, like under the basement. Yeah. Um, making noises. So she calls for her sister, which why would... she assumes it's a basement. Everything is a basement because of like what <laughs> her happened. Childhood. Yes. So because she even says to Aiden too, like why would they lock a basement door? And he even said like, why do you think it's a basement? It could just be a closet, which right. is like for a cabin in the woods makes far more sense for it to be a fucking closet than a basement. It's but, not a basement. Right. Right. But in her head, because of the trauma that she has a child, every locked door is a basement. Correct. So she goes to open it and she hears a woman's voice say, Sarah? 
And she's like, Jess? And they're talking through this door because <laughs> she's convinced that Aiden has locked her sister in the basement of this ranger station. What? So then... And like, I, do, do I believe it? I don't I know. know. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Why would he take her there? Okay, it doesn't make sense. So then we see under the door a piece of paper come out. Yeah. And there's a note on it and it asks if Aiden is there. Yeah. And then Sarah replies, because she has a pencil now, she responds with, <laughs> yes, puts it back under the door, and then the note comes back out and it says that he will kill us and she needs to get the keys to get her out of the basement. What? I don't think any of this is real. This is all in her head. It really is. So she gets up from like passing the note under the door and starts looking around this abandoned kitchen for keys, which she's not the fuck she's looking for. No. And Aiden is calling to her to give her another like power bar to like, here, this is my last one. You can have it. I'm still trying to fix this radio. She finds a knife from the kitchen and walks over to Aiden as he's handing her this power bar. Right. So when she goes to reach for the power bar, she like puts the knife up against his neck. Oh my God. And tells him that he needs to open the basement door and let Jess out. And he's like, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and she's not in there. He's like, I'm telling you, she's she's dead. She's not in the basement. And starts pushing the knife like against his throat harder. Right. So he gives in. He's like, fine, fine, fine. Let me let me get my key. Just back off. It's in my boot. Let me get the key. So she backs How off of him. How does he have a key, by the way? He, I think he's going along with it just to try to like get her off oh, that, of him. That's true. You're right. You're right. right. Because the second she backs off, he charges at her uh-huh. and they're fighting over this knife they fall to the ground and the knife goes right into his ribs oh my god uh, well he's he did he's not doing well no so the basement door kind of creaks open a little bit like it did in her dream correct so she goes up to this door and when she opens it it's her grandmother's basement mm-hmm. and her sister is standing at the bottom of the stairs and child version of her child version yes mm-hmm. i'm sorry so when she goes down to look, she sees her parents are dead. Mm-hmm. And then Sarah covers Jess's eyes, mm-hmm. little Jess's eyes, and tells her not to look. Yep. So now we have role reversal here. Yes. Now she knows kind of what's going on. Because she was even telling Aiden at the fire, like when they first got there, when they first decided to camp out, the guilt that she feels for Jess seeing what she saw that Sarah didn't see like overpowers her. Right. Because she feels like she can't help her with those emotions. She wishes that like she either saw it too so she can feel what she feels and help her. Right. So this is all the guilt that she feels about just seeing her parents dead and her not seeing them. Okay. So we're, 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 we're it's there. It's heavy again. We're there. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's coming to understand, but I don't think... I think it's the Yuri's that are kind of facilitating totally all this. fucking with her. She tells young Jess to go up the stairs, right. just get out of here, and scurries her, like, just shoes her away. And then her dead dad Ugh. comes alive, starts, like, army crawling. I didn't like the way he was crawling. Oh, it was no. jolty. And it was, like, on his ugh, elbows. I yeah. hated that. He ends up grabbing Sarah's arm, won't let go, mm-hmm. and then she takes the knife that she had, pries his fingers off her arm, yeah. and then runs out of this ranger station screaming. Yeah. So we see Jess sitting in the woods next to a campfire. Mm-hmm. So we don't know if she's actually alive or not, but she's sitting next to a campfire, she hears Sarah screaming in the distance or is in her head. I don't know. We don't know. So she ends up running out of the house. And then Sarah starts like panic running through the woods. And these evil spirits are all around her Everywhere. trying to fuck with her head. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we see the police, Rob and, and Michi, walking through the forest with their flashlights calling for Sarah. And Michi like calls off the search after a while and says, you know, they need to go. We'll come back in the morning. Here's the thing. Michi didn't want to be out there 
before dark. Mm-hmm. Why are they all out there now? It's dark. It's and they're not on the dark. trail. No. And uh-huh. maybe it's because it's in masses. And maybe. Maybe everybody was checked to make sure they didn't have any trauma <laughs> in their life and that they'd be okay. Mental health check. I don't know. So at this point, we see too, like, Jess is running through the woods because she's convinced she's being chased by something, which is actually Sarah. Correct. Because as Sarah's running through the woods screaming, she sees a woman who she thinks is her sister. Uh Uh-huh. And she's chasing her, which at this moment, it actually is her sister. Correct. But Jess doesn't know it's Sarah. So there, it's like this weird, like, I don't know, it's fucking weird. (laughs) So Jess is running, and as she's running through the woods, she can see... The flashlights? Yes, of the all the... That the, search part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she catches up to them, which they were leaving through that area where it's like, do not enter the beginning of the trail. And she's running and Rob turns around and he thinks it's Sarah. Uh-huh. So he runs over to her and realizes it's Jess, but they still embrace each other because Jess is just happy to like find people because she's like, I've been lost for days. I didn't know what the fuck I was. I was just being chased, whatever. But Jess has no idea that Sarah was there looking for her. No. Because he's he like, asked, I thought she was with you. Yeah, because he asked Jess, have you seen Sarah? She's like, I thought she would be with you. Like, I right. don't know where she is. So now Jess is freaking out, wants to go back in the woods. Like, no, no, we'll go back in the morning, whatever. So everybody kind of gets shooed back to the parking lot. Everybody's getting in cars. Jess starts getting this feeling. Yes. And we're like, uh-oh. Because Sarah made a comment, too, about how she would feel more of that twin vibe than Jess would because Jess was always in situations that Sarah was never in. Correct. But now Jess is feeling these vibes Uh from Sarah because now Sarah's in a situation. Yes. It's so creepy. It's weird. So Sarah is still in the woods having Mm -hmm. this face off with this ghost girl that she ran into. Because she like jumps in front of her. She jumps in front of her between, you know, where Jess and they were kind of chasing each other. Yeah. Right in the middle kind of stops her. Mm -hmm. From getting to Jess. Yes. Exactly. So the school girl doesn't really say anything to her. Looks down at uh, Sarah's arm. Uh And it looks like Sarah like really sliced her wrist mm-hmm. with you know, using that knife. And we realized that it was in the same instance where she was trying to pry her dad's hands off of yep. her. She Obviously slit her wasn't wrist real. A couple uh-huh. times really deep trying to cut the hand off Ugh. of her wrist that was holding her. Oh my God. But then it's like it flashes with her because she looks at her wrist because she's like, what the fuck? Like she had no idea she did it. Yeah. And then it flashes to her, the actual reality. She's sitting on these stairs still in the ranger station cutting her wrists yes like in I her just, head all of this was happening of like her dad grabbing her cursing jess running toward jess and all this stuff but none of that happened none of it none of it happened none of it happened i don't know and then so she's standing there remembering everything yeah. now i don't think she hallucinated then, like these dead arms come up from like the ground yeah. around her feet pull her in i'm like is this real like i don't know i don't know and then the search crew comes out of the woods and Jess realizes that Sarah came in for her, wants to go back in. Mm-hmm. Rob said that, you know, she knew that Jess wasn't dead. That's why she came to come find yeah. her. When she tries or tries to hear or feel Sarah mm-hmm. with her, her her twin powers, she says, you know, everything is silent. Ugh. And she knew that she was dead. Yeah. Because oh. everything got silent. That's crazy. That is so crazy. That's is that crazy. A, is that a real thing? I, like, don't, I don't know. know. Okay. It's weird. But all the cars start leaving now. Yes. And except for Michi. Michi's just staying there because Michi gets vibes. Let's be real. Like, Michi's got a sixth sense he doesn't talk about. He, exactly. So he's standing there in the parking lot. All these cars are leaving. And he just gets this feeling and he looks up into the trail. And he sees this figure, right? Yeah. And he starts to kind of like try to squint and like focus on a little bit better. And then we see, we zoom in pretty quickly on it. Yeah. And it's Sarah who is now a Yuri. A and she's got a ghost. crazy face again like the other ones have. 
and she's standing in the trail and we see Michi's face and it's like, uh oh. <laughs> and that's how it ends. She lunches at him and that's that's, that's it. it. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> Wanna hear some fun facts? Of course. Okay, so IMDB only had like three or four. There really wasn't a lot of fun facts. So I don't know. I was trying to Google on my own, but I couldn't find anything. There was a lot of significant, like vibrant yellows in this movie. Because mm-hmm. like the rope that they followed was yellow. The tent was yellow. The when Every time the door opened, like it would glow yellow. And I was like, I wonder if there's any significance to yellow. them using all this yellow or anything in Japanese culture. I couldn't find shit. Huh. I tried Googling so many different things. I couldn't find anything on it. Interesting. Because I always think it's interesting if there's like a certain like significance of a use of color. Well, because some directors have the like the red. Right. The red. And I'm thinking like if it's heavy like weighing on Japanese culture, anyway, maybe it means something in like a Japanese culture. I mean, that's that makes that, that would make sense. I couldn't find shit. Okay. So well. if anybody knows, <laughs> please tell me because I'm genuinely interested. I just couldn't find anything. Okay. Okay. Here's my fun facts. Natalie Dormer, the one who played Sarah, mm-hmm. and I guess Jess too, but what yes. doesn't matter, actually went to the suicide forest with her Japanese driver for research. She ventured five meters off the path to take photos, but her Japanese driver would not even step a half an inch off of the path. <laughs> like, it's that superstition. Yeah. Heavy culture. Yeah. I think it's probably ingrained in their brains from a very early age. Mm-hmm. That you just do not go into Don't do place. it. Yeah. The name of the Japanese guide, Michi, fittingly translates to path in Japanese. Oh, well, that's interesting. That's fun. Okay. <laughs> Okay, in order to differentiate the twin sisters, Natalie Dormer had to dye her hair black while she was playing Jess and then blonde for Sarah. This was also to insert a yin-yang symbol. Mm. Sarah was always the more innocent and pure sister, hence the blonde hair, while Jess always played the more psychologically troubled and sad one, hence the dark hair. That makes sense. The yin the yang. I love that. That's fun. <laughs> that's all I got. That's oh, all I had. Okay, that's okay. IMDb didn't have a lot going on for this one, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have other issues with IMDb. Mm. They're trivia. This was not one of them, no, I guess. I'm not going to die on that hill. <laughs> it's usually their synopsis that we find issues with. Exactly. Do you want to hear it watching next week? Sure. We are watching Things Heard and Seen. Things Heard and Seen. Okay. Ghosty? Is it a ghosty movie? I don't know. It sounds like it would be. Okay. Do you want to hear the IMDb TV. synopsis for it? <laughs> yeah. An artist relocates to the Hudson Valley and begins to suspect that her marriage has a sinister darkness, one that rivals her new home's history. So I guess it is a little bit paranormal That sounds real vague, but okay. Yeah. All right, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> All right, a couple of reminders, guys. Tipsypod.com, just live there. Yes. Everything you need to know is on there. Um, we don't have a whole lot more episodes coming out, but once we do have more episodes kind of coming out, figuring out our lineup for after our break, we'll update the calendar. We'll get some stuff out there for you guys. You know, check out our Patreon, check out our social media, check out Twitch if you want to watch Dustin edit our videos. That's always fun. <laughs> <laughs> subscribe to our YouTube channel, subscribe and follow our Twitch channel, and just follow us on all the social medias. Please do. That's it. Okay. <laughs> and watch things heard and seen, and we'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye. It's a Japanese girl named Hosh- Hoshiko? Hoshiko? Hoshiko. Hoshiko. So her name is Hosh- Hoshiko. I want to say it right. Hoshiko. Hosh- maybe it's Hoshiko. Hoshiko. Hosh- I think it's Hoshiko. I feel like the I is not as silent. Hoshiko. I don't think that sounds Japanese. Okay. <laughs>
found the perfect house for us. You thought this through? George really wants this. I owe it to him to at least try. You know, when I saw this place, I knew immediately it was for us. There's definitely updating that needs to be done here. Yeah, certainly could use a paint job. Yeah, but look at these bones. I love it so much. You're an exceptional husband. And you are an exceptional wife. new in town and I would love to learn more about the older homes in the area. I don't know anybody up here. Well, you do now. My wife doesn't know what happened here. I think it would be better if we kept it that way. Everything in the natural world has a counterpart in the spiritual realm. Also inconsequential. I say death is only the beginning wife is the true believer of the family you do not want to get us started on all that stuff to know what happened. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.